Hi, I'm Dr. Olga Pinkston, a board-certified rheumatologist and the host of the Mind Your Fiber podcast. This podcast is dedicated to fibromyalgia. I discuss up-to-date information about fibro, its treatment, the biology and psychology of the fibromyalgia. I cover the pain science education, the complementary and alternative methods available to you now to improve your symptoms. There are a lot of things that influence development of fibromyalgia trigger fiber flares, and produce other symptoms like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, depression, and anxiety, and none of them are your fault. In the Mind Your Fiber podcast, you will learn how and why fiber develops, how chronic pain changes your brain, and most importantly, that you're not alone in the struggle, that fiber is real, and how to not let fiber control your life. This podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. Well, welcome back to episode 22 of the Mind Your Fiber podcast. Today, we continue talking about nutrition. During the previous episodes, we discussed why nutrition is essential for your well-being and how to start improving your eating habits without diets and without self-hate. So during episode 21, I discussed the importance of removing the junk, sugar, processed and refined foods from your diet, and doing it with self-kindness and grace without judgment. My patients tell me that just removing soft drinks from the diet makes them feel better. One of my patients recently told me that she stopped all soft drinks and lost 30 pounds in less than three months and felt her joint pain improve, and so is her energy. So if you have not listened to episode 21, please do so. It will help you understand the importance of removing harmful chemicals from your food and bring awareness to your food choices. Today, we're talking about the next step, replace. How do you go about improving your nutrition, replacing the junk with healthy options or adding more nutritious foods into your daily life? I often hear patients complain that their doctors tell them to eat better and move more, but they don't tell them why or how. So the next few episodes will address the why and how you can add powerful nutrients and their effect on your health. There are many ways of doing it. I do not advocate any particular diet or food choices because we are all unique people with different needs, preferences, cultures, taste buds, and foods likes and dislikes. Most diets fail because people feel restricted, confined to a list of foods that they must eat or avoid and focus on limitations. But once you shift your mindset from eating for calories and pleasure to nourishment, the focus changes to what foods will help you accomplish that. Many of my patients and public in general often lack the general knowledge of the basics of nutrition. Unless you pick up a blog or podcast, and intentionally learn how to eat well, you may be missing important information. The public media, television, etc. address very little the importance of wholesome foods. We are all bombarded with ads for fast food, sugary cereals like Lucky Charms, candy, soda, and other foods. It is not sexy to advertise the goodness of carrots. And carrots have a very little profit margin compared to Diet Coke, which is cheap to produce and addictive, so you keep buying more. So let's go over some important concepts that will help you understand what foods you should be eating and why. 
So our food can be divided into macronutrients and micronutrients. Macronutrients or macros are the nutrients your body needs in larger amounts, namely carbohydrates, protein, and fat. This provides your body with nutrition and calories. We will discuss macros next week. Today, we will focus on micronutrients. Micronutrients are the nutrients your body needs in smaller amounts, which are commonly referred to as vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and other compounds that help your body function well. Vitamins are a group of substances that are needed for normal cell function, growth, and development. There are 13 essential vitamins. This means that these vitamins are required for your body to work properly, and we must consume them from food. There are two types of vitamins, water-soluble and fat-soluble. Water-soluble vitamins dissolve in water, which means these vitamins and nutrients dissolve quickly in the body. Water-soluble vitamins are carried to the body's tissue, but the body cannot store them. Any excess amounts of water-soluble vitamins simply pass through the body and out of its urination. Vitamin C, B vitamins are examples of these vitamins. We need to keep consuming them because they are not stored for future use. Fat-soluble vitamins are absorbed with other fats from the food you eat. When absorbed in this way, they go with the fats and are stored in your body's fat tissue and liver for up to six months. Main fat-soluble vitamins are vitamin A, D, E, and K. This is why it is so important to take vitamins with food or they will not get absorbed well. Fat-soluble vitamin A is important because it strengthens your immune system. It is essential for vision, and vitamin A deficiency can cause blindness starting with poor night vision and dry eyes. Vitamin A also promotes cell growth and supports reproductive functions. There are two sources of vitamin A. It comes from animal products or plants. Deficiency is rare in developed countries unless you do not eat well. Main sources of vitamin A include dairy, liver, some fish, carrots, broccoli, cantaloupe, and squash. Fortified grains that are supplemented with vitamins are not the best option because most of these vitamins are synthetic and poorly absorbed. Another important fat-soluble vitamin is vitamin D. It helps the body absorb and retain calcium and phosphorus. Both are critical for building bone. It also provides important functions and regulations of the immune system, cancer and infection prevention, protective properties of the nervous system, muscle function, and brain selectivity. Vitamin D deficiency is very common, and the level is easily checked. So if you feel like you're not getting enough vitamin D, please see your primary care physician and check your level and get instructions on supplementation. Vitamin D supplements should always be taken with food as they are poorly absorbed on empty stomach or with other medications. There are two sources of vitamin D. Your body makes vitamin D when direct sunlight converts a chemical in your skin into an active form of the vitamin, calciferol. It can also be consumed from foods, fatty fish such as salmon, mackerel, and sardines, or fortified foods. Again, not the best option. Next fat-soluble vitamin is vitamin E. Actually, vitamin E is a group of eight fat-soluble compounds. Vitamin E deficiency is rare and usually due to an underlying problem with digesting dietary fat rather than a diet low in vitamin E. Vitamin E is found in plant-based oils, nuts, seeds, fruits, and vegetables. 
Vitamin E is essential for vision, reproduction, and your blood, brain, and skin health. Vitamin E also has antioxidant properties. Next vitamin is vitamin K. It helps to make various proteins that are needed for blood clotting and building bones. Prothrombin is a vitamin K-dependent protein directly involved with blood clotting. The most common foods with high vitamin K are green leafy vegetables such as kale, collard greens, broccoli, spinach, cabbage, and lettuce. Now let's talk about water-soluble vitamins, which include vitamins C and B vitamins. Vitamin C is an antioxidant that helps protect your cells against the effect of free radicals, molecules produced when your body breaks down food or is exposed to harmful chemicals like tobacco smoke, radiation from the sun, x-rays, and other sources. Free radicals might play a role in heart disease, cancer, and other diseases. Vitamin C is also a group of vitamins, so there are several vitamin Cs. Because there are several vitamin Cs, taking a single supplement of ascorbic acid may not be enough to treat the deficiency. So eating more fruits and vegetables is the best way for someone to naturally increase the vitamin C intake. Not eating enough fresh fruits and vegetables can cause deficiency. You may feel tired, weak, and irritable. Vitamin C deficiency, called scurvy, causes easy bruising, gum and dental problems, dry hair and skin, rashes, and anemia. Unfortunately, scurvy is not a thing of the past. This condition was common in the past when sailors and pirates went on many months-long voyages across the ocean with limited access to fresh foods. However, it is something we see even in this day and age, although many times it is not recognized and blood levels are not checked. I have diagnosed many patients with scurvy and other vitamin deficiencies because it is on my radar, and many patients tell me that they do not eat enough fresh fruits and vegetables. Often taking vitamin is not enough. Patients need to remove processed foods and increase intake of fresh foods to get enough vitamins absorbed to make a difference in their blood levels and symptoms. Cooked vegetables is not enough as well. Next vitamin group is B vitamins. B vitamins play a vital role in maintaining good health and well-being. They have a direct impact on your energy level, brain function, cell function, and production of red blood cells. We have eight B vitamins, B1 or thiamine, B2, riboflavin, B3, niacin, B5, B6, biotin or B7, B12, and folic acid. This is why they are often sold as a B complex. Now let's talk about B12 deficiency because it's very common and easily checked and treated. B12 deficiency is common with symptoms of fatigue, brain fog, numbness, tingling, neuropathy, balance problems, sore mouth, muscle weakness, and anemia. As you can tell, these symptoms overlap with symptoms of fibromyalgia. So if you struggle with fatigue, brain fog, and numbness, look at your diet and see if you are consuming enough foods with vitamin B12 and other vitamin Bs. Foods that provide vitamin B12 include beef, liver, and chicken, fish and shellfish, such as trout, salmon, tuna fish, and clams, milk, yogurt, and cheese, and eggs. If you're a vegetarian, in not planning your meals intentionally, you may be missing vitamin B12. Other macronutrients include minerals, magnesium, chromium, iron, copper, zinc, and many others. One of the most commonly used mineral used as a supplement, and I get most questions about, is magnesium. Magnesium has a great benefit and is essential for your well-being. Its function is muscle relaxation, it supports nerve function, energy production, protein synthesis, and GI motility. 
Magnesium is found in nuts, seeds, whole grains, beans, leafy vegetables, milk, yogurt, and chocolate. If you are eating a high-fiber diet with lots of produce, you should be getting enough magnesium. Again, people who mainly consume processed foods may develop a deficiency, but it's pretty easy to correct with food. Just one ounce of almonds contains 20% of daily magnesium adult needs. Another important class of micronutrients are phytonutrients. The term phytonutrient is a broad name for a variety of compounds produced by plants. Common names for phytonutrients are antioxidants, flavonoids, phytochemicals, and polyphenols, etc. We all probably heard of beta-carotene. It is an example of a phytonutrient. Beta-carotene is a pigment found in plants that gives them their color. The name beta-carotene is derived from the Latin name for carrot. It gives yellow and orange fruits and vegetables their rich hues. Beta-carotene benefits the immune system, vision, skin, and bone health. Orange and dark leafy green vegetables are the best source of beta-carotene. Other phytonutrients are lycopene, lutein, resveratrol, and others. They help prevent and fight disease. As you can tell, if you eat diverse, wholesome foods, green leafy vegetables, lots of produce, eggs, meat, fish, etc., you are not only getting calories, but lots and lots of vitamins and other healthy compounds. But if you are not eating these foods, you may be missing nutrients. People who eat plant-based foods, not animal foods, can still get complete nutrition. I'm making a general statement about wholesome eating that will provide you with nutrients. And if you're consuming mainly processed foods and drinks, you're missing all those vitamins and nutrients. Bottom line, nutrient-dense foods have a lot of macronutrients. Here's a list of some foods that pack a nutritional punch. This is not an exclusive list, but just to show you the variety available and some ideas of what you can start incorporating into your food plan. These foods include avocados, green leafy vegetables such as chard, collard greens, kale, mustard greens, and spinach, bell peppers, Brussels sprouts, mushrooms, sweet potatoes, carrots and beets, many fruits such as cantaloupe, papaya, raspberries, strawberries, blueberries, cherries, pineapple, peaches, and pretty much all fruits and berries. Just watch the amount and limit to one portion per day if you're trying to lose weight. Many seeds, flax, pumpkins, sesame, and sunflower. Many, many nuts, almonds, cashews, peanuts, macadamia nuts, pecans, and of course, walnuts. If you can tolerate legumes, incorporate beans such as garbanzo, kidney, navy, and pinto, lentils, and peas. Barley, oats, quinoa, and brown rice are also great to incorporate into your diet if you want fiber and micronutrients. Of course, fish, salmon, halibut, cod, scallops, shrimp, and tuna. Meat also have many vitamins and nutrients, so pick out lean beef, lamb, venison, chicken, and turkey. Don't forget the dairy if you're not sensitive to it, such as yogurt or kefir, and I would suggest limiting milk, and of course, eggs. I hope you found this information useful. I suggest making a small daily action plans and on how you can incorporate this information so it is not a passive accumulation of knowledge. Consuming information does not lead to symptom improvement. Implementation does. And of course, please speak to your doctor before making changes to your diet or anything that may affect your health. Next week, we will discuss macronutrients carbohydrates, protein, and fat, and why they are important for your nutrition and health. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, the best thing you can do is to share with someone and leave a review and rating. This helps me support more people just like you move toward better life with fibromyalgia. All you have to do is to go to the platform you're listening on, click the share button or the icon, and just send it to a friend. I so appreciate you taking your time to do so. Make sure you sign up or subscribe to this podcast so you can get the most up-to-date information in the new episodes. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you next week. And don't forget to mind your fibro. Disclaimer, this podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. None of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any medical or mental condition.